Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Very Reasonable Pilots Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Lung. With me, as always, my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Gloth. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing swell, Charles. How are you? I'm good. Are you ready to pitch a brand new televisual series for our viewers and myself to imagine as you say the words? Actually, no, I'm not ready to pitch a brand new television series. (gasps) Ooh, what could that mean, Um, folks? Well, it it means I'm pitching the season two because uh, we're getting kind of far from Res Publica, and I, I promised a season two. Yes, you did. And I'm afraid that if we go another episode without mm-hmm. Res Publica, mm-hmm. no one will care. No one will care. I mean, care. I'm starting to forget. But most importantly, I'm starting to forget the story. Yeah. You know, I write these notes and stuff, but most of it's in my head. Yeah, and I do the same thing. It's if we go another episode without doing it, I'm I'm gonna forget. So yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to see what Res Publica has to do with a season two. I had a very yep, wet mouth be. at the. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming you don't remember anything from what happened. I before. know it was Roman uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Caesar wasn't in it, I don't believe, or he was in it at the very end, right? wasn't in it at the very end. He wasn't? Uh, no. Well, he's going to be at the very end of the entire show. Oh, okay. But I, not at the end of season no, one. No, not at the end of season one. Wasn't there a reveal at the end of season one that somebody was coming important? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the end of... So season one was um, the political journey of this guy named uh, Tiberius Gracchus, mm-hmm. if you forgot. I, I know Tiberius. Did. I love him. Um, it, was the, it was him rising... Uh, from, you know, the sort of the noble class and then making his way into the political sector, but things didn't really work out for him at first, and so he, you know, took a different route, and eventually, in his long-term efforts to try to reorganize and redistribute the land in Rome, mm-hmm. the Senate kills him. Yes. And the show, the episode six, or what eight, or whatever it ended with, um, it ends with him being murdered in a temple... Uh, I remember this by now. these by this gang of senators and this senate, senatorial mob, mm-hmm. um, and then by this guy named Cornelius Scipio Nasha, who's the Pontifex Maximus. Ooh, he uh, so many he words. goes in and he he kills Tiberius and he dumps him in the Tiber. Hence That's the, the end of the the end of the uh, season. Yeah. Uh, also, also, uh, what happened in the show was there was a guy named Gaius Ma- Marius. I was going to ask. Gaius Marius. There is a man Very fighting a big character. war, isn't there? And he's... Mm-hmm. Or no, he didn't fight the big war. He did fight the big war. They lost. And the only way for him to get his soldiers out is to say that they would agree to a peace. And then he Well, that back. was actually Tiberius still. Yeah, okay. Tiberius was also involved. Marius and uh, a man named Emilianus who um, I'm probably pronouncing wrong, but uh, Emilianus and Marius came in in, like, the second, like, uh, brigade that went to that, went to Spain, which was the place that um, Tiberius got kicked out of and had to, like, barter for his troops' lives to get out. Mm-hmm. They went back, and so the, uh, the, the season ended with them defeating the Numatians in Spain, Marius being this young... Uh, sort of like child of a noble but from like sort of a lesser family and Emilianus being the grand commander of the army at the consul mm-hmm. as it's called and uh like being at the height of his military career yeah uh, all right 
So that that's you know it ends with that. That was the end of season one. If uh, Tiberius dies. Marius is coming home from you know a good campaign. Emilianus is at the absolute pinnacle, and it's kind of like every next is sort of retirement for him. Yeah, you know he's he's done now. It's only downhill from here. Well, no, it's not downhill. It's just like now he can rest. He's plateauing. He's plateauing. All right. He can settle into a calm senatorial lifestyle and just sort of ramp things down a little bit because he's a little tired. Yeah. Getting older. Like Russell Crowe's character from Gladiator. Not like that. No, no, I'm pretty sure that's how how it goes down. That's how that movie ended? Yeah, he had a very nice relaxing ending with his wife and child who were still alive. And he definitely didn't give their dead feet a big kiss and then a bunch of spit came off of his mouth. Well, you know, that movie is super relevant to this story because of the... You know how in that in in Gladiator, mm-hmm. he has that thing where he comes back and his farm has been like you know destroyed and his yeah. parents are dead. That's kind of what happens to Roman soldiers all the time in this period. When they come back, their 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 farms are like basically ravaged and they have to sell them off to someone to like you know uh, recoup any sort of money. And that's what started the land problem. Is that yeah. the soldiers would leave for war, they'd come back, their farms suck no one was taking care of it or bandits came in and messed it up mm-hmm. like the orders of some rich people uh, and another and similarity another important similarity they're both Rome there's Rome in both of them yeah well one's the empire and one's the republic but anyway it's Rome <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't even gotten into the story yet no so, season two episode one we begin on a Spanish port on the edge of Spain, on, like, the Mediterranean side. Ooh, nice. Jugartha, who you may remember is the son of a Numidian king, which is, like, uh, northwestern Africa, but, like, not on the other side of Gibraltar, mm-hmm. if that helps. So it's still in the still in the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. Um, he, he came and helped the Romans in Spain, and he was mentioned last season. So Jugartha is there, and he's he's, like, this, you know, very likable figure, very charismatic. You get someone like, uh, you know, someone, a very charismatic actor to play him. Someone like Pedro Pascal or uh, Henry Cavill or somebody like that, you know, like a just that type. You know, not not Henry Cavill or Pedro Pascal, someone that actually fits the ethnicity of this person, no. but like sort of that charismatic energy. You pull up a name off of Jake's man crush list and you just pick one of them. All right, go well, for it. Um, Anyway, so Jugartha's there. He's waving off the soldiers. He's probably he's handing some money to some of them because he wants them to like him. He's trying to buy the favor of Rome through like helping them militarily and with money. That's sort of his game. Yeah. And he, so he hugs Gaius Gracchus. Gaius Gracchus. Do you remember him? He's the brother of Tiberius. Mm-hmm. Tiberius being the one who was just killed. So yeah. Gaius Gracchus is was also in Spain. I don't know if I mentioned that last season. If I didn't, that was a mistake. Let's let's just say you didn't, because retroactively, I'm adding him back in because that's where he was historically, and so he was in Spain with Marius and uh, Emilianus, and uh, he learned of his brother's death in Spain. But here we're starting after his brother's death. So, got he hugs Gaius Gracchus and like you know says like, oh, I'm sorry about your brother. I hope things go well in Rome. And uh, Gaius is like you know he's a little distraught, but he's like yeah okay thanks bye. He likes Jugartha, you know. Yeah. Everyone likes Jugartha. Everybody does. Um, 
does the same with Marius. He's like, ah, it's great to see you, Marius. You're such a great warrior. Um, he doesn't give, you know, you can see the relationship's a little different between him and Marius. He sees Marius as a good soldier. He's not trying to bribe him off because Marius isn't the kind of guy that actually has any standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he says goodbye to Milianus and tries to bribe him. Milianus being this, you know, philosophical, like, uh, very intelligent, you know, peak of his career. He has, like, nothing he wants, really. Yeah. He refuses the bribe, and he warns Jugartha um, against using bribes as a way to make friends. He's like, it's, 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 you know, you can't keep doing this. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to warn him as a friend, and he gives him a letter of recommendation as well, because mm-hmm. he, Jugartha helped them out. Yeah. So he gets a little warning to not use bribes, gets his letter of recommendation to get back to his father. Jugartha, by the way, is the bastard son. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, it's his little chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, they depart at the port. Um, Jugartha, we follow him. He goes back to Africa, and he goes home to find his father is very sick. And you can see, like, immediately the wheels start turning in his head. He's thinking, I need to figure out how I can get into this inheritance. Yeah. Back to Gaius Gracchus, where he's having a dream um, of his brother. This is... Uh, Okay, so yeah, he's having a dream of his dead brother, and his brother visits him and says, however much you tried to defer your fate, nevertheless, you must die the same death that I did. Oh, so, no. Uh, that's not me adding something. This is something that uh, Gaius Gracchus says that actually happened. Like yeah, he, I was going to say. This repeating dream of his brother. I was going to say. Saying that he's going to die just like he did. Yeah, that sounds like some ancient, you know, Roman historian stuff that someone would write down. Well, see, it's reported that Gaius Gracchus said this all the time to crowds and stuff. Oh. He mentions this dream a lot. Okay. This rep- repeating dream. Um, anyway, so uh, just just so you can get a little bit of an idea of Gaius Gracchus' personality. Mm-hmm. So Tiberius, from last season, his older brother, was very gentle and soft-spoken. Yes. He was like a very kind and sweet person, but, you know, still firm and strong. Gaius, on the other hand, is like the wild younger brother. He's fiery, he's loud, he's boisterous, he's in your face, you know? He's, he's probably drinking more than he should be. Yeah, he's a he's a big personality. Mm-hmm. He's fiery. We should cast so, Andre uh, the Giant to play him. Maybe a little too big. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gaius, uh, oh, Gaius also is known as probably one of the best... Um, Maybe the second best uh, orator in all Roman history. Cicero specifically points this out in his histories that, like, Gaius is, like, he, he's the greatest talent of his generation when it comes to speaking, public speaking. Mm-hmm. Because um, of his sort of fiery yeah. personality. And now... So, Gaius wakes up from this dream, right? Yeah. He's in this bunk bed back from Spain. He he goes to Marius, and Marius sort of, like, talks him down. He's like, ah, you know, I'm sorry about your brother, but, like... You know, things things will be different when you get back. You gotta, you gotta, you know, not be so. You can't you can't focus too much on your brother because, you know, you don't want to end up like he did. Yeah, um, can't be such a bummer all the time. But you know, you don't want to test the Senate. The Senate has shown their power, you know, and you don't want to deal with them. And we get this feeling that Marius sort of has this disrespect for the Senate in this conversation. Yeah, but he is still wary of their power. He's smart. He knows that they're they're powerful. They mean business. Yeah. Marius, by the way, I again, I feel like I didn't mention this last season. 
Marius's family is part of this client network that's like part so like you know it's like imagine the the great the family that's in charge of Rome right like the biggest senatorial family that's in charge of everything yeah Marius is like part of that clan not through blood but like through like their you know essentially their corporation but not really because there's no corporations really they don't exist but yet like he's like at the bottom right okay so they're sort of they supported supported him indirectly monetarily so he owes them some allegiance but you can show you can see that he doesn't really respect them at all mm-hmm. he, he sees really them like, as a means to an end rather than you know a final yeah step. but he's also sort of shackled by them as well okay so he, he doesn't like them. not a fan um, Alright, good to know. So they arrive back in Rome, and Gaius is at the ports, is sort of shunned by the senators. These two in particular, um, Opimius and Drusus. They're going to become important later. Mm -hmm. So, uh, remember them. And are these all characters from actual Roman history? Like, you know. Yeah. I I sort of moved some some of them around. Like, Drusus and Opimius probably weren't at the dock, but uh, it makes sense story-wise to put them here oh yeah sure shit on them a little bit of historical fiction never hurt nobody Mm -hmm. so uh marius he goes back to metelli and scarsus metelli being the leader of this big family that i mentioned this big corporation and scarsus being sort of like the um behind the doors leader so metelli would be like the you know the the face and scarsus is like the guy that controls everything behind the doors Mm mm-hmm Scarsus is one of, like, the big, uh, in Roman history, he's one of the big, like, backdoors planners. He's, like, not some guy that gives speeches, but he's sort of, like, setting everything up, you know, for other people. Um, And uh, in their company is also um, a young, uh, a a young Crassus, not the Crassus you're thinking of. Yeah, Crassus Clay. (laughs) No, that's Cassius Clay. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's what I said. This, this Crassus is like, I think his name's Marcus Lydia's Crassus. He's he's known as the best orator in Roman history. Okay. He's like this young, uh, and here he's going to be very young, probably like, you know, 16 or something like that. He's not the best orator in Roman history yet. But he's this, like, youthful talent. He's only here for, you know, set up for later. He's not important this season. Uh, so uh, they, they get to him, and um, he's talking with them, and... He, Marius wants to become a tribune. You know, he's trying to help his political career, and, and they sort of reject him. And he's sort of disappointed about that. Obviously, who wouldn't be? I'd be he so needs sad. Some political support, and the people that are supposed to be backing him, well, aren't backing him. Imagine if Ted Cruz told you that he wasn't going to help you out. How sad would you be? So sad. So so sad. I wasn't sad. expecting Ted Cruz to back me, but who are you? He, who are you yeah. expecting? Beto O'Rourke. Be- is it Beto or Beto? Beto. Anyway, um, Gaius, meanwhile, he's on his way back to see his mom. He meets Flaccus, who you probably forgot is a friend of his brother's. Mm-hmm. Um, he was sort of backing uh, Tiberius, but he, he wasn't one of the people killed in the... Like, he wasn't at the, at the place when... Uh, at the temple when everyone died. Yeah, made it out. Maybe he sort of feels bad about it, like that he wasn't there. And he's trying to back a bill to retroactively legalize his brother's re-election. Okay. So he wants to legalize what Tiberius was doing as a way to attack the people that killed him uh, legally. Because, you know, there's no... Um, 
like grandfathered in mm -hmm. in Rome. Yeah. You can pass a law tomorrow that makes what you did yesterday illegal and we can arrest you for it. Okay. Okay. That's odd, but yeah. that's that's interesting. I mean, it, you know, it's just the way it was. Um, so, I, you know, Gaius is a little, he, he's a little hesitant about this, and he declines first because he's afraid about ending up like his brother. You know, from the dream and his conversation with Marius, he's, he's scared that he might, you know, die like his brother. Die. So he goes to talk to his mom, and, you know, she could, he tries to console her, um... But, like, while he's trying to do this, he continually gets pestered by this, like, crowd outside um, about his brothers. And, he, and he's, like, getting annoyed and more annoyed throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. And it's finally going to end with a big speech that he, like, you know, goes outside and he finally defends his brother in a big, uh, like, amazing speech you know when we write this it's gonna be epic we're gonna be amazing yeah. we're gonna be in the in the writer's room for weeks crafting this yep. perfect beautiful crafting speech this great it's gonna bring people to tears yeah this is one of his most famous speeches where he defends his brother and openly supports the bill maybe we should get like so that's big we should get like better writers and to help us yeah probably get better people probably for the whole show yeah we'll have him rewrite everything yeah uh, that's a good maybe idea. Maybe even change the whole theme. Get rid of Rome. Put in something else. I don't know. Ancient China. Make it a comedy. Make it a comedy. Sitcom. We'll send in the first draft of the script. It'll be like written in crayon. You know, and it, there's no staples. They don't let us have staples. So you, we just have to yeah. punch a hole and then tie it with yarn like you did in second mm -hmm. grade. And then, you know, the, the real writers, they get that and then they, they, work, they work it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's how TV works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, episode two, Flaccus uh, is on the cusp of a consulship. So, Flaccus, um, despite, you know, backing Tiberius, he's on, like, the... He's come becoming... He's reaching the peak of his career. Consulship being, like, essentially the presidency, if you don't remember last time we talked about this. It's, like, the highest thing you can get, mm -hmm. and you're limited to one consulship. Uh, well, not you. Know, you are limited, but you can you can get around it like Emilianus did multiple times. If you remember last season, he he had like four of them. Yeah, he had a bunch. They make an exception. That's why they were four. so mad at him. That's why they killed him in that temple. No, they liked Emilianus. They didn't kill him in the temple. Everyone liked. Oh Emilianus. yeah, sorry, not, not Emilianus. Tiberius is who they killed the temple. Yeah, he um, he got elected to the uh, as a um, as a tribune multiple times. That's different. Yeah. All a right. tribune is like being like speaker of the house, kind of. Uh, also limited to one term. Mm -hmm. The difference between those two is that the Senate approved Emilianus' uh, re-election multiple times. They did not approve of uh, of Tiberius. Yeah. So it's all about the Senate. You know, they want to keep their power as the top dogs. That's what the whole political. That's what the whole show is about, the yeah. Senate trying to keep the power. That's what the whole fall of Roman Republic is. Um, so, Flaccus is on the cusp of the consulship, um, and he tells Gaius of his plans to give all Italians citizenship. Very controversial. Um, Very. All Italians are given citizenship. That completely changes the scheme of voting, which is only limited to Roman citizens, so people that live in the city of Rome. Mm -hmm. it, would, it would... Funny enough, it only doubles the size of... Really? Voters. Huh. Isn't that hilarious? That so many people live hilarious. in Rome that all of Italy is only like double or triple. Yeah. 
Um, it's really not that many more people. But it also means that, like, the Senate's power gets diluted because now they got to replace, like, there's n- new senators coming in from, like, the Italians or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? So, from Naples. The Senate does not support this. Also, basic Roman citizens don't support this because that means their vote means less, right? Yeah. And when I, when I say Italians, it's like, you know, just the Italian peninsula, Sardinia and Sicily. Um, you know. And not even the top of the Italian peninsula, like where, like, Milan is and Venice. That's not part of this. It's kind of like uh-huh. just where it juts out. Yeah. The, um, the boot's been cut in half. It's just not like the part with the Alps. You yeah. Know? It's not the Brussels sprout, like the treetop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. Here. I don't either, but <laughs> I, I get it. You you think all Italians don't deserve to vote. That's what you're saying. That's your That's opinion. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Only Roman citizens. Yeah, exactly. Can vote. Um, yeah. So Gaius uh, he, hears this, and he also, you know, he wants to support this as well because he sees this as a way to curb the Senate's power. And he tries to run as tribune. Um, and while he's doing this, all of a sudden, uh, Metelli and Scarsus are like, hey, guy, or, uh, Marius, um, we actually do want you to run for Tribune. He's all excited, and he's like, oh, they actually want to support me. Yeah. And uh, the election comes around, and Marius wins with the support of Scarsus and Metelli. So, like, the big, you know, senatorial clan comes together to... To get him elected to, to him defeat out. Gaius, uh, who, you know, who is a loud, boisterous dick. Yeah, well, he's not not really a dick. He's just this, you know, fiery public speaker who's got you know this dead brother chip on his shoulder. He's um, real sad about it. So they defeat him, and Marius, after winning it, realizes that it was all like they didn't want him to win. They just wanted Gaius to lose. They wanted Gaius Gracchus to lose. They didn't want. Marius to win. Yeah. This is confusing to me in my head because Gaius' name is Gaius and Marius' first name is also Gaius. That is very it's confusing. Gaius Marius and Gaius Gracchus. Anyway. Maybe they can bond over that. Yeah, they can they can hang out. A really weird joke. But there'll be a there'll be a scene on election night after the results have come in where uh, Gaius will be at a bar and Marius, you know, having won, will like kind of feel dejected and sad because he knows that he only won because he was the easiest person to pick for the senate so maybe he'll go to a bar too and they'll just both meet at the bar and sit across from each other and be like huh we both have the fir- same first name well you could you know they know that because they've worked together and then they the and then they kiss and that's that's the end of that scene we could have we could have like a little sweet scene where like marius is leaving and he's like uh you know he says something like the wrong guy has won Mm-hmm. You know, yes, that's good. So we get this feeling that he wanted him, he wanted Gracchus to win. Mm-hmm. Um, this is historical fiction, by the way. This didn't happen. Yes, that Marius did didn't give a shit. Uh, he was so happy to win; he didn't even care about. Mar- Marius was probably only vaguely aware of Gaius Gracchus. Um, but anyway, I'm a big Marius fan, so making him more sentimental is is uh, all good for me. You're a big um, Roman fan, I would say. You like Rome. No, I just read a book recently yeah. uh, about them, so, you know, that's all. And, uh, so anyway, um, so his pride's hurt, Marius, because, you know, he, he's a little demotivated. He's now a tribune, but he doesn't really care that much. Yeah. And uh, uh, this kind of happens over the next few episodes, but just so I can just explain it now, he sort of, 
he doesn't do a good job in his role mm -hmm. <laughs> and he you know he sort of makes enemies when he should be making friends okay as all good politicians so, do uh conversely flaccus is elected as consul so while gaius gracchus lost his you know older brother's friend slash now his mentor is, is now the highest role that can be mm -hmm. and he puts forward a bill to champion italian rights yeah it hits major um pushback but um while he's giving this big speech to you know support the bill and we get this feeling in the crowd that maybe that people will back it flaccus is like you know he's very fiery and gaius gracchus even comes in and gives like a gives big speech and we get a feeling that people might actually vote italian rights through yeah and he might be able to convince the senate but that's when a messenger interrupts the speech it brings word that their greek allies Massilla, which is like this uh city um in southern france probably around nice mm -hmm. um calls for aid Ugh. against the gallic tribes Ugh, the gallics the worst kind of alex gallic Gallic tribes. Gallic. I wrote Gallic here because I was writing it. Yeah. Not saying it out loud. Gallic is what I meant to say. Okay. Because um, <laughs> France was called Gaul at one point. It was, wasn't Anyway, it? episode three. Flaccus, he sets off for Gaul because he's got to go help those Greeks that live there. The French um, invaders of French land. At the docks, he's worried about Gaius, Gracchus. So he's like, hey, I got you a quaestor ship in Sardinia. Um, because he's worried about leaving him in Rome. He's worried that you know the same fate that his brother hit might hit him without Flaccus's support. Yeah. Um, and he's been so saying he it's a, going to, like, for the past. He gets him, yeah, two episodes. Yeah, Everyone's worried about Gaius. Even Gaius is worried about Gaius. He keeps having that dream over and over again. Yeah, that's fucking worrying. I'd be worried. A quaestor ship is like uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, but who cares? Um, it's like this, like roll below the console. It's sort of like the like an assistant kind of okay but like you have bigger duties that makes sense it's like how a cabinet member is to the president mm -hmm. you know if the consul is the president it's a cabinet member i thought um, you said so oyster? he's like in charge of all sort i thought you said oyster no, ship oyster. and i was like so he got him a job sh fishing that's nice he sees how he could be a fisherman <laughs> yeah essentially he's in charge of all of sardinia mm -hmm. the big island all right um and he's in charge of this because um, the bill falls through, the Italian rights bill, because Flaccus is, you know, it gets tabled because they got to deal with the Greeks needing help. Yeah. And a revolt breaks out um, in an Italian city called, like, Flagella or something like that. I can't remember. And um, they send, the Senate sends Opimius. Remember him? I... He's the guy that made fun of Gaius at the docks. Oh, okay, that guy. I, I was trying to think back to episode uh, season one, but no, he was just one of the dicks at, at the docks. Yeah, yep. so uh, Opimius is going. Um, Drusus doesn't historically go, but we're going to send him as well because Drusus was also one of the people at the docks making fun of Gaius, mm -hmm. so let's send both of them. So they're going to go mess up this city that's revolting because they didn't get citizenship, and uh, we got, you know, Gaius Gracchus is heading off to Sardinia to make sure it's all okay there. You were just um, you were just lining up all those YouTube videos to be made after the show's been created. They're gonna be a bunch of YouTubers making videos pointing out every single historical inaccuracy. 
They could be real this, pricks yeah. about it. It's probably a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Read the book if you want to get everything factually, because I'm just sort of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to read. Jake. Shooting from memory. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how to read. Yeah, it's, it's I never true. learned. Anyway, Gaius, he's reluctant to go because Optimus is in charge and he doesn't like him. Um, but Flaccus says it's for the best. So... Marius continues to fail at his duties and isolate his fellow po- uh, politicians. That happens, like, you know, mm. this episode as well. Uh, in Africa, Jugartha's father dies. Oh, no. Um, Did he manage to get so him into dies. the will? He's... Managed to get himself into the will? There was no will. <gasps> That's what they find out. Oh, my Jugartha's God. like, what's going to happen? And so Jugartha convinces the court and his... Uh, legitimate brothers to send word to Rome to settle the succession because the problem isn't just that Jugartha's a bastard and he wants everything it's also that there's multiple sons and they don't really know who it's going to there's not really this settled thing where it's like the oldest son gets everything yeah in this period um, that doesn't really exist it's kind of like everything gets split up usually so they're sending it to Rome to settle this succession which kind of happens in this period of history a lot of times you'll have like a you'll send stuff to the Roman Senate because they're like this third party Mm mm-hmm that can like debate over things and they're well known as a superpower in the region and when you do that as well it, it gains favor with rome because rome's like well they trust us to settle their succession so you know oh, oh, they're oh. good allies let's do this um anyway so they send that over um gaius arrives in sardinia to find an absolutely shit fucking situation um these men are have no food, barely have any clothes. They're they're ab- they're absolutely you know falling apart. That's uh, this is a big episode. So Seems they're so. they're forced to steal clothes and food for the men from the population. So we get the feeling that Gaius is Gaius Grax. He's he's reluctant to do this. He doesn't want to steal for his men, mm-hmm. but it's the only way they're going to survive. So it's weird. You have like these soldiers that have to that are supposed to be in charge of the territory, but they're stealing to to stay alive. Yeah. You know. Because the Senate's not sending them enough food and stuff. That is an odd And the Senate is doing this on purpose, by the way, which he finds out while he's, you know, doing this. He's like, why? You know, he's looking at the reports. He's like, why aren't they sending us more stuff? And he's like, hey, they stopped as soon as they put you in charge. You know, the men kind of don't like him because they see, they see is like the whole reason they don't have enough food and stuff is because the Senate wants to ruin his career. They don't want Gaius Gracchus to ascend up the ranks like his brother did. Mm-hmm. So it's all just a big ploy to ruin Guy's Gracchus' life. Yeah. Um, and so, meanwhile, Optimus is destroying the city of Fragile for revolting um, uh, because of the citizenship bill. Uh, this is known as pretty brutal because he doesn't just, like, you know, go in there and, you know, kill all the agitators and stuff. He goes in and he fucking levels the city and burns it, destroys everything. And it's known for being overly brutal, right? Mm-hmm. And even the Senate thinks it's too much. Well, the Senate loves uh, murder and burning things down. Well, you know, n- not when they didn't tell you to do it. Yeah, that is true. So, uh, Gaius, um, like the Senate's going to be with the Senate, um, and they're going to be hearing about this, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, we're mad about that, but we're not going to do anything about it. And they're also going to hear that Gaius is stealing stuff from the Sardinia. They're going to be revolted by that, and they're going to send him like a cease and desist notice, like you know, stop right away, bad guys. Gracchus, how terrible is he? I would love a, a, like a just a a it's modern a cease and desist notice being sent. Yeah, like just, hey, hey, cut out. You played the Batman 1989 theme in your in the very beginning of your episode of your podcast. We're going to need you to take it down and give us all of the money that you made from it. Yep. Today. Thanks. 
Joke's on you, uh, Warner Brothers. We don't have any money. Yeah, you can have 10% of nothing. Anyway, yeah. Gaius is uh, told to stop. Um, and this is an interesting part of his uh, career, because he, he does stop, right? But he's so he's such a good public speaker mm-hmm. that in, he, he manages to just give speeches that convince the population to give his men food and clothing. Wow. This guy's That's like, how good this guy is. This dude is like Hitler levels of good at public speaking. He's uh he's pretty impressive. Um I, I don't know how to write that speech. Like how do you convince people to give you food and clothing? Yeah. When you're like the soldiers that are supposed to stop them from rebelling in case they do. Um but you know, he's gonna do that. Maybe he's gonna appeal to the sense that they feel like, like the people feel like the Senate's turning them over and appeal to the sense that like he's he wants to give them citizenship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's it's uh it's weird. Um, this is a big episode that is going on. We have to write a cool that, super speech. There. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Maybe we'll get some like some like actual speech writers in to help us. That would be good. We got like some ex presidential speech writers to help us out. That'd be cool. Being a speech writer episode seems difficult. Four. Episode four. Um, Scarsis receives word that Gaius. Um, what he did, and uh, he's like, oh shit, you know, this guy, he's, he's really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Usually, if someone did this, they would probably be like, oh my god, what a great public speaker, we should really, you know, promote him and, like, get him high up in the Senate and, you know, put him in charge of stuff. Instead, they're like, they're afraid of him. And so they extend his stay in Sardinia, which is very strange, that never happens. Okay. They, like, extended another year. Normally, he, you know, is able to get out so he can pursue other things. It's very clear they're doing this just to keep him out of Rome. Um, And so Gaius is left with a choice, right? He's like, do I listen to the Senate and stay here for another year, hurting my chances? You know, right now I'm like a, I've gained sort of like a political, you know, uh, following. People like me now because they hear about like my deeds here in Sardinia and how I'm convincing people. They hear about my speeches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, This is like the time for me to go back and, you know, trying to become a tribune yeah the same role that his brother had oh no um, oh, yeah no, no. so he's like this is the time for that and they're extending his stay so you know he's, it's hard for he has to make this decision um, and he decides to come home against the senate's orders leaving his men uh in sardinia which is very never happens yeah i was yeah you're not you're not supposed to do that it's a good, he's like essentially just abandoning his post bad idea probably unless it works out for him uh, then it was a good idea he should have done it you know, who knows i don't really know if it works out or not it's kind of just you know a thing well we we don't know anything if it works out it doesn't work out we'll say that it's history uh, we will find out in a second because i'll tell you <gasps> uh the senate debates the fate of numidia so um they got Jugartha there and then his brothers uh like his half brothers and, you know, they're debating, like, oh, who do we give, you know, most of Numidia to? Mm-hmm. And then Jugartha's like, ah, you guys remember me from helping you in Spain? You'll love me. He's passing around bribes. So clearly he didn't take Emilianus's advice from episode one. He's Not bribing good, yeah. the Senate. This episode would be called, like, a city for sale or something like that. Oh, that's a good title. Jugartha has a famous line where he says, like, Rome is a city for sale. Because he thinks he can just buy Rome with the money. He, which, in this case, he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, you he, can, for sure. He commences the Senate, and he gets them to split up the kingdom, and he gets most of it. And most of the best parts. Good. Good for him. Yep. 
Good for Chikarth. You should have a cool name, too. Yeah, he does. You should try and buy Rome right now, listeners. Go out. What is it, like 10 bucks? Go to Italy. Just start handing random Italian people money. Be like, you're mine now. Yeah. You're mine, and now no Italians can vote. Only Romans can vote. You should do that, everyone who's listening okay. to this. And they'll say, they'll say, okay? Okay. Juan Carlo Esposito. Juan Carlo Esposito. That's what they'd say. That's yeah, Italian, that's right? an actor. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, Marius uh, still not doing great in his job. Um, his term's ending. Mm-hmm. His, his whole life's gone downhill, right? Like, he was this military uh, buff hero guy, and now he's a terrible tribute and his term's over and, he, and no one likes him. And everyone hates him because uh, he's a, uh, you know, a prick and he was sad about being not, uh, not everyone's first choice. Yeah, I mean, he feels like it's not like people are like, oh, Marius, I want him to die. It's like, they're like, oh, Marius is an idiot. Like, he's the kind of guy that like when he comes into the room, you know, people stop talking about him. He's the Ted you know, Cruz they of, pretend to like him. of ancient Rome, is what you're saying. With, yeah. Well, no, not at all. That, that's a very mean comparison. <laughs> he's he's just like a guy that you know he he's you know he has no motivation. That's why he, people like make fun of him because he doesn't seem like he has any does not join his life. He's ambitious. He wants to go high, but he's not really from a f- big family or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's not he's not the guy that people. You know, no one really. Everyone thinks he's just like a uh, you know he's nothing. There's nothing to this man. He's he's looking above. Yeah. The clouds. He, he doesn't. He, he's trying to reach for something he can't get to. It's, it's uh, silly. Don't do that. It's a silly man in their eyes. So Gaius returns, um, and he's met with cheering crowds, right? So the people love him, the popular people. Mm-hmm. They liked his brother. They like him because, you know, he's not like a asshole, you know, ruining everything for the people in Sardinia. And uh, men from the Senate come up and they grab him. They drag him forward before the Senate to censure him. To like, you know, get yelling at him and be like, you're bad. You shouldn't have done what he does, what you did. You know, you shouldn't have left your post. Yeah, bad. This bad is when boy. Gaius Gravkus gives uh, his, probably his most famous speech, where he talks about how he left the province better than he found it, unlike many of those in the Senate. So it's a popular practice uh, amongst politicians when they're given a quaestorship or like sort of like a governorship, mm-hmm. they'll essentially just abuse the region to make as much money as possible and like tax the crap out of it so that they can um, have money when they go back to Rome to start a political career. Yeah. Like to advance their political career. And he didn't do that. And he sort of points out their, you know, the faults in their morality, which, you know, really makes them popular, right? People if love you it. Remembered, uh, there's, there's two sort of factions developing. There's the Populare faction, there's the Optimate uh, faction. Optimate being people that back the Senate, Populare being people that back the popular people. Yeah, the, the, the people. Most of the people in Rome. People, yeah. Yeah. And so it's very clear that he's a Populare guy. He's, he's all about the people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's questionable whether or not, like, he's doing this because he wants to help the people or he sees this as his only way forward because... He can't go the optimate route. But uh, in this show, we're going to make it seem like he's the guy that wants to help the popularize because it's more dramatic. Yeah, he, and it's we need, you know, 
we we like Gaius. We we want him to be somebody who's fighting for the people, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a good that's yeah. a good way of of doing it. Episode five: <gasps> Gaius runs for Tribune yeah. with an overwhelming turnout. In fact, it's so crazy that like people are literally on the rooftops because it's so overflowing. This is a this is not I'm not making this up. This is what they said in history. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people. People are like sitting on rooftops to vote for him. It's like the biggest uh, voter turnout in like Roman history, um, and he wins overwhelmingly. Good, uh, yeah. despite massive senatorial pushback, and so he finally gets a tribune role, the role his brother had. You know, it's very big, and he pushes a massive reform package that's said to like completely change the entire makeup of the republic significantly curbing the senate's power putting different people that aren't senators in the courts like it it changes everything about the republic Mm -hmm. um and that goes over and he starts uh well see you know it's it's hard for him to get this through it's gonna be a while for that package to get pushed through it's there's a lot of pushback right Mm -hmm. of course uh but he also starts passing laws to prosecute the people who mess with his brother right Mm -hmm. everyone that killed his brother this is what he starts using his newfound power to start taking people out and essentially he starts this big coalition with everyone that isn't in the senate essentially yeah so he's got like wealthy landowners He's giving them stuff. He's he's got like the people of Rome. He's got like Italians behind him. He's got all these different factions, all these different people behind him. Mm-hmm. It's basically everyone versus the Senate. And he starts prosecuting the people that took out his brother. Um, and so that's like going well. We're getting the feeling that Gaius is on a run. He's in charge. He's like he's like grabbed the Senate and he's like I'm uh, I am the Senate. He's, yes, he's he's, he now. is the Senate. And then Yoda he's, comes. He's Palpatine. Yeah, he's yeah. got Rome by the balls. Yep. And they fucking Meanwhile, in Africa, Jugartha is growing discontent with his kingdom. So he's got back, right? And he's like, I'm in charge now. Let's go. And he's like happy and stuff. But he doesn't... He wanted everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's not happy with what he has. He sees what his brothers have. And he's not totally thrilled that he doesn't have everything. So we're getting a feeling that he might do something. He's a bit greedy. And Marius... Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he wanted it all. He wanted to be the king of Numidia, not the king of South, southern of Numidia. Numidia. Numidia, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not happy. Not a happy boy. Uh, and also in this episode, Marius is just depressed. Just a sad boy, you know? Sad, Nothing's really going well for Marius. drunk. He doesn't know what to do. Like, he's trying... He's He goes for a bunch of different elections. Um, in this episode... He uh, it's going for Bishop called an Adelship, mm-hmm. and at first he puts up his his uh, himself for the senior Adelship because that's where he should go yeah. at this point of his career. But he sees he's not going to win that, so he switches to a junior Adelship, which is like severely limp. Like it's it's like a huge embarrassment mm-hmm. to to do that, and he doesn't even win that. Ugh. So it's like he's like, he like it's like applying for a job you're way overqualified for mm-hmm. and not getting it. This guy is just like. That sad dog from the um, Hanna Barbera cartoons, you know, the one with the droopy face, who's just like, mm. yeah. He's like, that's kind of what I'm imagining. I'm trying to. Th- you feel like you get the feeling that he's like this dude that's been screwed over. Like he should have this stuff, but people are like, ah, you're an idiot. You know, mm-hmm. no one, no one, no one respects Marius, despite 
what he's done, you know, despite, like, all of his military prowess and his, you know, his sort of rank that he should have. I mean, he was a tribune. I mean, he didn't do a great job, but there's plenty of people that didn't do great jobs yeah. as tribune. Look at the Senate. It's terrible. They're all terrible. Yeah. So he's regaining his motivation and his ambition in this, but he's, like, losing his... He's, he's lost his respect completely for the establishment because mm-hmm. he feels like it's just screwing him over. Right. And so, episode six, Gaius wins re-election. This is big. Very uh, big. Because this is the position... Tribune, as you know, you can only become a Tribune one time. Mm-hmm. You can only... Once, once you do it, there's a term limit. But, uh... And uh, I think last time I we, in season one, I said that his brother won three times. His brother didn't win three times. He only won two times. So I, I was wrong with that. Sorry. Um, Gaius wins re-election. Um, but he wins it in a weird way. Uh, so essentially, they had the elections for tribunes. There's a couple tribunes, right? And so Flaccus comes back from, uh, you know... Greece, or not Greece, sorry, the Basilia, which is yeah. like a Greek colony, right? I was going to say, it's And in he Spain. wins election as a tribune, right? Mm-hmm. And, which is odd, because no one has ever been a consul and then become a tribune. It's like going from being president to being speaker of the house the next year. You kind of retire after you're a consul. Yeah. Or you like, you know, you do something else. It's weird that he did that. Write a book. Um, and so he becomes, he wins election because he can, you know, he's never been a tribune before. And there's a couple of slots that are still open, which is extremely weird, because usually all the slots are filled after an election, and he appoints Gaius to a spot. Oh, okay. So that's how he sort of weasels his way in without officially getting elected. So, so he sort of skirts the law, mm-hmm. like the letter of the law. Um, that's how he gets his second election. And also, Drusus wins election. Drusus being the guy who helped... Optimus, uh, you know, take, destroy that city, and also made fun of Gaius for his brother dying mm-hmm. at the docks. Yeah. Ga- Drusus is very much an enemy of Gaius Gracchus. And he's just like a dick who just shows up throughout the series just to be a prick. Seems yeah, just a dick. He's, he's behind the Senate, right? He sees Gaius, like, it, <laughs> we as the audience think he's a dick because he's mean to Gaius Gracchus, who's our hero, right? Mm-hmm. But Drusus, you know, he's thinks of himself as the guy that's the only thing stopping a man like Gaius Gracchus from destroying the Senate, which he believes is, like, he believes that is the Republic, right? Yeah. That is everything that we stand for is the Senate. And so, um, Drusus starts vetoing all of Gaius Gracchus's bills. So he's vetoing that big reform package. He's vetoing, uh, he vetoes Gaius Gracchus's big colony sort of, uh, endeavor. So, um, Gaius Gracchus wants to set up a bunch of colonies. He wants to set up, like, all over uh, Italy. Col- not, not like, the way we think of colonies now, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially a way of starting new cities. Okay. So, like, they're setting up a bunch of new ones all over Italy, really. Like, so it's not like they're going into different territories and setting up, like, oh, we're going to the Americas and setting up a colony. They should go. It's, what? Like, it's, like, it's like their land. It's just, like, we should have more cities. We should set up, try to expand the population. Because mm-hmm. it's not happening naturally. And so one of the places also is Carthage, which they destroyed. And essentially, Gaius Gracchus wants to, like, you know, rebuild the city of Carthage, but it's a Roman city from the top down. Okay, cool. And this is this is very popular, right? Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, we get more cities. That's more trade. That's better. And it also gives land to people like veterans and stuff. So that's, that's people like that. Everybody likes that. 
Um, but Drusus undermines it by setting up an even bigger colony project. So Gaius Gracchus, I think it had like 11 or 8 colonies, something like that. And Drusus like doubles the number. He's like, that's my colony project. Yeah, idiot. I have and better says, colonies than you. Essentially, he's like, oh, so he gets more support for his. And Gaius is, you know, starts to lose the popular support because Drusus seems like he's the new popular leader. Mm-hmm. But Drusus' colonies are kind of like fronts and Gaius's are real. Yeah. Which Gaius knows, but the people don't know. Yeah, of course. Um, and he can't have a speech. So in this episode, we'll see Gaius. You know, he's setting up his veteran colonies. Um, Optimus is elected to consul. And uh, Optimus, as you remember, big Gaius Gracchus hater. Yeah, big Senate fan, Gaius Gracker, Gracchus. He starts, he cancels all of Gracchus's colonies. Because he has, like, you know, the veto power as... He has, like, this, you know, extraordinary power as the consul that he can, mm-hmm. you know, just say, no, we're not going to do that. And he essentially declares war with the guys and, like, their sort of... Their, their popular supporters. Everyone that considers themselves a Gracchi. Yeah. Gracchi. Yeah, Gracchi. Like, frack like, guy, but gr- for Gracchus. Gracchi. Gracchi. So... Um, this is bit, this episode I think is fun because it starts off with Gaius Gracchus reaching like his pinnacle. He has re-election. He is the man, and uh, he's the bomb you know, he, It ends with him now at war with the guy that's the consul, mm-hmm. and the Senate is starting to try to take o- take out his power. Episode seven. This is where shit hits the fan. Oh Optimus no! Promote provokes a riot um, by you know canceling the colonies and continually denouncing the crack eyes and so like a uh you know like some supporters of 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 Gaius Gracchus riot and like you know damage some stuff and Optimus crushes it in seconds and we get a feeling that maybe the riot was like the people that are said to be crack eyes were actually just Optimus's people yeah yeah like pretending to be crack eyes you know like the whole thing was staged and the Senate gives him authority to do whatever is necessary to, like, you know, stamp out the Gracchi Rebellion. This is exactly what happened to his brother. Mm-hmm. To Gaius Gracchus' brother. Yeah, Gracchus. This is bad news bears for, so, for Gaius. It is. And so Flaccus and Gaius are, like, holed up in a small house, and they're all they're freaking out. Flaccus gets absolutely wasted and, like, the next day wakes up and is, like, passing out fucking spears and stuff to the people like that they're with like their supporters because they're going to defend themselves against Upmius and his like men that are coming in to take them out yeah but they're like you know uh, fully kitted out roman soldiers versus a bunch of like peasants bunch of dudes hung yeah. over peasants with spears so it's it's not really mm-hmm. gonna be much of a fight it's gonna be a slaughter no not at all so yeah so it's a it's it's a slaughter we get the feeling they sort of hold them off for a little bit because uh, Gaius Gracchus has got some veterans that we're gonna get colonies under him that are sort of helping out, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, they're tough. They can handle it, but they don't have armor, so they'll eventually get yeah, defeated. Get stabbed. And Flaccus, you know, he dies, and but he's like, you know, his, in his last breath, he's like, Gaius, get out of here! And Gaius is running out into the night. And Gaius is running out, and he has, all he has with him is uh, one of his slaves. Um, and they're running away together, and they're, like, in this orchard, and uh, Gaius is tired. He, like, looks at his slave, and he's like, I, I, I'm i not going to be able to make it. You know, it's just, they're, they're going to find me some way or another. Um, and there's, like, there's, they're, they're hearing word that 
the search parties there um, being motivated because Optimus is at, um, offering Gaius's head's weight in gold. Oh, which okay. Is, you know, that's a lot of gold. And Gaius is a big um, fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Gaius gives his slave a knife and tells him to just stab him in the neck and uh, take the money. And so he has his slave kill him. Oh. And his slave goes and he fills Caius's head up with lead and hands it to Optimus. Oh, that's awesome! So he's like, so he's like, you know, I'm, I want more money. <laughs> Optimus, uh, Optimus, uh, Optimus, yeah, Optimus, uh, Optimus Prime. Prime. Optimus Prime gets the head. He knows it's filled with lead, but he weighs it all the same and he gives him the money in gold. Nice, you know. He knows it and he gives it anyway. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? That's I pretty. This that's pretty classy of him. I wouldn't. I was yeah. kind of expecting him to just kill the slave. It's a pretty cool scene. Yeah, and that's how the second season ends. I like that. I like that. I know you're thinking, Charlie. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, I was We're, gonna say. I've been talking to you for an hour, and you did. I, you did you know, say I something. Finished the show yet? Like, we're we just finished. You said we're gonna get to Caesar. We're an hour in. Yeah, then no Caesar. It was just season two. What the hell? Um, I guess we're gonna have to wait for season three. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This show has a lot. There's lots of twists and turns, and it doesn't seem like you're gonna be able to condense an entire third season into the final five minutes of the podcast. I'm afraid. No, I don't think so. No, I, honestly, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, <laughs> am I really gonna pitch a third season for the show? I think you are gonna pitch a third season for the show. And here's, here's the worst part: is I don't think I could finish it in a third season. I, I think I'm gonna have to do a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, the, that's kind of the thing about Roman history. There's a lot of it. They they should when I, when a lot I, of things. Yeah. When I originally wrote this pitch, I thought, ah, you know, season two, right? I'll kill Gaius Gracchus off, like three or four episodes in mm-hmm. and we could move on to the other stuff but there's so much shit that happened yeah, there's a lot guys going on they have to make his death the end of the second season i love it though because it's like we have our ned stark moment in the first season where it ends with tiberius gracchus dying mm-hmm. and then we have it again in the second season we have our it's rob like stark double, moment. yeah it's you know it's like you know it's our strikeout you know we got two strikes on right now you thought first that that this guy was the Tiberius Gracchus was our big protagonist. Nope, he's dead. Nope. You thought Gaius Gracchus was gonna be the big guy. You know, you thought Rob Stark was gonna be the hero the who saves dude. the nope. day. Red wedding yeah, hit. He's there dead. We go. Fuck you. <laughs> like you, you don't get anything. And man, hey, Marius is still kicking though. Yeah, and man, do I have bad news about Caesar? <laughs> like this, this. Don't Google it. It's it's it doesn't end well though. Um, Guess what? Everyone dies because they get murdered. No one dies of old age. No. No. Except for Emilianus. He dies of old age. Except for Mark. Somewhere in the middle of this. Mark Antony died of old age, I think. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just killed himself. Yeah. With Cleopatra. Hey, at least Cleopatra. I think uh, Octavius dies of old age. Okay. That's good. He was also emperor, so no one was messing with him. What about that? What was the name? You you would know this. This has nothing to do with the show. This is a very good show, by the way. I enjoy it a lot. I would watch this. Um, what was I, I'm afraid that it's confusing with all the names. I, I mean, so it is it. confusing, but that's part of it. Game of Thrones is confusing. You know, it's it, yeah. it's it's complicated. It's politics. I like politics, so I'm I'm interested. It's fun. What what was the name of that emperor who was like? 
deformed. Is that Octavius? No, Octavius is the first emperor. Okay. He's the guy that made the empire. Yeah, but there, Caesar's like nephew. Later, much much later, there was an emperor who you know the entire royal family was was slaughtered, and they didn't know, and they didn't have uh, anyone to be emperor, and they just found this guy who was like a royal cousin or something. I don't know. He was hiding, you know, uh, in the drapes while the slaughter was happening. And he was, I think he was mute, and he was, def- like, he had a hunchback and stuff. And so the the guys who killed the entire royal family were like, hey, this guy can be the emperor now. Like, who, you know, he who gives a shit? Because... Emperor Claudius? Yeah, Claudius. That, that I think that was his name. And he was a really good emperor, because he was very smart. He was just not pretty. He had a length and a slight deafness due to sickness at a young age. Yeah. But, uh, alright. Well, thank you everyone for listening to Res Publica Season 2 on the Very Reasonable Pilots Podcast. I've been your host, Charles Long. With me, as always, been my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, and orator, Jacob Galoth. If you like... Oh, I like that yeah, title. I think it's good. I think I'm gonna keep it. If you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat. And don't forget that we will be here next week, same time, same place, talking about a new show that I will be making up. Oh. Oh. I don't know what it's going to be promises. about. Uh, no clue what it's going to be about. I haven't thought about it even for a second. And that's usually when all of my worst ideas happen. So, we'll see. Yep. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Thank you all for listening, and have a good day. Bye. Bye.